into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you father that you have allowed us to freely without any type of restriction be able to open your word speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us thank you holy spirit for you being a part of this message helping us guiding us lead us and direct us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity, the beginning of the church, the supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen, for them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their jobs, bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, fantastic day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit. Whether we're getting you when you're waking up, getting out of bed, getting ready for a day full of activities, errands, or work, take a shower, have some breakfast, want to hear a really inspiring word to get you moving and spirited up. Or we're catching you halfway through your day. When you're gone through some stuff, you've seen some things happen, that's a fair maybe a little bit there, maybe a little bit there. But you're seeing God do his thing. You're seeing God do his thing. 
And you're going through that, what they call that midday madness. Overcatching you at the end of your day. Had some dinner, got off work. Spend time with friends, family, those you live with. And just want a really good message to end the day with. However, whenever, whatever you're at right now worldwide. You're now tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. Broadcasted by UMOLV Broadcasting Digital. And hosted by your boy Blue. Man, I am just so excited with this message on this program. Uh, you're catching this live right now, wherever you may be. We're we're live on our restream platform. We're also live on Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, and we're on demand on the website. And we are also broadcasted on our TV station, KUMO TVDB 21 Channel 21, Urban Vegas. Yes, a lot of ways to get us. Very broad. Anyhow, I'm very excited about today's message. I'm very excited about today in general. Anytime I get to talk about the Holy Spirit, I'm very happy. I'm very happy because there's such a unification, love, devotion, and peacefulness when you talk about the Holy Spirit. No matter what direction you go, it's irrelevant. He always brings things back together. And if you're in the Holy Spirit, and you may have differences of opinions about certain things and topics and whatever. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, may not be on the same page, theoretically. The Holy Spirit has a way to bring those things together. And agree to disagree, maybe. Or to see the other person's viewpoint. Well, such a division right now in this nation. And people not wanting to agree to disagree. Just no unity. Everyone has an opinion and doesn't want to understand someone else's opinion. What do you think Christianity is? It is the understanding of people to lead them to salvation. No matter what you believe, no matter what your background is, Come as you are and bring a friend or two. Call on Jesus Christ and watch what he do. Really pretty simple. The spiritual, the whole spiritual thing is very simple. We just like to complicate things. Make things more difficult than when they need to be. So. When you bring together things in the spiritual world what you're doing is you're bringing unity 
to what you do. Unity is what we need. Unity is not always what we get. And that's the problem with not agreeing to disagree and no Holy Spirit. So, as we do on every blue book, we're going to recite the pledge. Right here is the flag. If you know it, been on the blue book a few times, say it with me. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again. Of life, liberty, to all those who believe. Beautiful. Okay. So. Right now, I'm sure you've seen it in the beginning of the broadcast before I start getting into other stuff. Tom is live with us. He looks like he's a little busy with a few things, but he is live with us. Once he gets back on camera, I will bring him back up and we can have a little chat with Tom. Until then, we are going to be talking in the Word. Yeah, we got the word out. We're going to be in Galatians. New Testament. Galatians. Y'all may see it right down there. That way. Right there. Galatians. 5.22. Today is five, Galatians 5.22. Okay. Let's see if we got... Do we have Tom available yet? Tom, I think Tom is still busy doing his thing. So we will, as soon as he gets on the camera, we will have, we will be chatting with Tom. As soon as Tom's available, we'll be chatting with Tom. Oh, I'm not sure if he hears me or not. There's Tom. Hey, hang on. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it live. I'm going to be with you in a moment. I'm just finishing up one thing in the kitchen real quick. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll, when you get back on the camera, I'll bring you back up. I'll be right with you. All right. So Tom's a little busy, so we're gonna we're going to proceed. So if you're in Galatians 5:22 right now, which is right there on our screen, 5:22. What does 5, Galatians 5:22 mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. What should the lives of those who are free in Christ look like? What should the lives of those who are free in Christ look like? What should we look like? Is there an image to us? Is there a way we're supposed to look? Is there a way we're supposed to behave? Is there a way we're supposed to look? How should Christians live if we are not under the law of Moses? Are we under the law of Moses? Good question. Are we under the law of Moses? Most say yes, Ten Commandments, right? Moses went up the top, God wrote the Ten Commandments on the tablets, boom. We call it the law, the law of Moses, right? In other words, how should Christians live if we are not under the law of Moses? If we're not under the Ten Commandments and we're Christians, how do we live? Are we truly Christians? Questions, huh? Paul has answered that question in two ways so far. 
First, Christians must not squander our freedom in Christ. Don't squander your freedom in Christ. That means just don't give it up. Don't just let, let it go. Okay, we have a freedom for a reason. God, Christ broke the chains for a reason. Okay? Whether or not you recognize that as a non-believer or as a believer is quite irrelevant. Because if you don't realize it, you're not going to have it. But if you realize, hey, you know what? I believe in Christ. I believe in the Lord. I'm free from all this bondage, all this bur these burdens. I'm done with it. Christ set me free. Why do I live like this? That is called personal bondage. You're, you're holding on to bricks of weight for no reason at all. You're like, well, there is a reason. I have this in my life, that in my life, that in my life, and that in my life. Use your Christ. Use your Holy Spirit to take that off. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Because actions speak louder than words. Right? So, first, Christians must not squander our freedom in Christ, which is freedom from under the law, by serving only ourselves. Galatians 5, 13 and 15. That leads to a laundry list of sinful lifestyles. Living for yourself. Living for yourself gives you a laundry list of sinful things. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, I want this. I, 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 big ol' I, not liberty, I, big ol' I, me, one, that's it. That's what it does. Okay? So, which is the freedom from under the law? By serving ourselves, that leads to a lot of Instead, Paul has written, those in Christ should allow God's Spirit to lead them into powerful service to others motivated by love. Galatians 5, 16-21. Paul has written, Those in Christ should allow God's Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, to lead them into powerful service to others motivated by love. Does that even make sense? Does that, does that make sense? Does that make sense? You should use your God life to show love the way Christ intended it to be. Those in Christ should allow God to hold the Holy Spirit to power service to others motivated by we should be motivated by life of victory eternally we should be motivated that way the love to love people but godly love not I love you brother because you did something for me much love dog you know pound pounds that's nice and dandy but God's love God's love you don't have to know someone to have God's love that's the that's the bottom line you do not need to love someone the way you naturally in your mind think because God's love is not our known love. God's love is there. That's why we always ask God, God, show me how to love more because we don't know that love like we should. The closer to God you get, the more you pray, the more you get in the Spirit. Of course, you're going to know God's love more. Until then, we need to be taught how to love like God does. That's without any expectation of love back. Period. 
problem is, most of us don't even hold a candle to it. Can't even understand it. Can't even get it. Don't even, are not in the ballpark. So now Paul begins to offer a new list. A new list. This describes what those in Christ should expect to see flowing from their lives when they let the Holy Spirit lead them. Woo! A list? Paul Paul began on offer a list of things that describes what those in Christ, those who believe in the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit will lead them to do. Paul calls it, Paul calls it the title of this message, Fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit. Paul writes it, these are the things, I'm going to call the list, the Fruit of the Spirit. Okay? So, it's helpful to understand this is meant to imply a single fruit. The Greek term is singular. Single fruit. Okay? This is not a list of nine separate fruits, but nine characteristics of a single fruit in the Spirit, or of the Spirit. So, one fruit... One fruit. List of them. Nine of them within that fruit. Kind of like seeds. You feel me? Okay? In Christ, we should expect to see all of these characteristics showing up together as we give God's spirit control. All this should be, be visible, understood, seen, whatever. When God's spirit is in control. They come in no particular order or rank or schedule. These are just what you're going to come to when you're in the spirit. These are the list. One fruit, nine seeds. Not nine different ones. One fruit, nine seeds. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is the list. And it should show when you're in the spirit. Paul begins with love. Love, from the Greek word agape. This is famously described as selfless love. Selfless. The entire life for the Christianity, selfless love. Or an attitude that considers other people more than yourselves without expect expecting anything in return. Whoo, Lord Jesus, thank you so very much. Yes, 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 yes. This famously described as selfless love or an attitude that considers other people more than ourselves without expecting anything in return. That is true love, beloved. That is true love is when you love without expectation of love back. If you get it, God bless you. But love is unconditional. It does not require return. You are victorious because you've shown love, not because you get love. You're victorious because you show love and you let God bless you as you bless them. You bless them, God blesses you. You bless them, God blesses you. Love is selfless. It's not selfish. Why do you think every time a... a wedding goes on they go down the list of love out of the bible because they want you to 
That is the absolute definition of love. Selfless. Christ was selfless. That's why he came down to help because he was selfless. Okay? God's spirit in us produces God's unconditional love in us for him and for others. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 13. God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, is in us, produces God's unconditional love in us for him and for others. Are you catching any of that? Are you catching any of that? The Holy Spirit in us produces God's unconditional love in us for him and others. Joy. It's translated from the Greek word, I guess it's shara, shara, which does not necessarily imply happiness. Joy and happiness can be two different things. Joy is a biblical, in a biblical sense is best described as an inner confidence. Inner confidence, okay? Hmm. Alright. This allows us to declare to our soul that as, that all is well with us now and forever because of the, our place in Christ. Joy, 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 everlasting joy, 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 joy. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sing. I just like singing joy. Joy, joy, joy. Everlasting joy. It's a nice little, nice little, uh, nice little uh, hymn there, you know. But it allows us to declare to our soul that all is well with us, and now and forever because our place in Christ. That's joy. Big difference in happiness. Big difference. Supernatural peace comes as a result of trusting God and not dependent on our circumstances. Make sense? This supernatural peace comes as a result of trusting God and not depending on our circumstances. That's Philippians 4, 4, 9 to 9. Make sense? Should make sense. Do we have Twisted Tom? Is he here? We, we do. We do. Twisted Tom was just in the process of of taking care of his mom, being stuck with, and just getting him, getting him some, getting him some much needed food for today. Fantastic, Tom. I have been, I have been listening in, and so has mom, and mom said to let everybody know that God is making moves you don't even know about. Amen. Amen. Man, your mom's your mom's wonderful. And God and God is love, mom says. That's the absolute truth. And God is love. Absolute truth. I'm just trying to make sure I got the cat in for the night. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on so I can get Oh, we got another attribute of the Spirit. Oh my gosh. Are you ready to hear this one? Are you ready to hear this one? Holy cow, are you ready to hear this one? 
This is really going to blow your socks off. I'm going to tell you right now, you're really going to have a hard time with this one. Ah, you're going you're gonna to really have a hard time with this one. Patience! Holy cow, patience! Oh my gosh, that's got to be a curse word to some people. Patience is the ability in the spirit to wait on God's perfect timing even when our personal agenda seems to be failing. Slam my glasses. Do you hear that, people? Patience is the ability in the spirit to wait on God's perfect timing even when our personal agenda seems to be failing. Our personal agenda is failing, so I'm going to have patience in the Lord for His timing. Whew! Are you for real, for real? Are you for real, for real? Are you for real, for real? For real, for real. Patience? My personal agenda is failing? Someone to wait on God to do it? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Don't know how that works out. No way, no. How do I know that works out? Tom, do you have patience? He has no patience. He has no patience. <laughs> Does Tom have patience? If you were experiencing my day today, have you been thing that I was doing? Trust me, you would know. I have patience. <laughs> Taking care of mom, Nana, getting doctor's appointments done. Making sure my Nana has her med her meds and stuff from the store. Taking care of the animals. Because I believe that my animals, like Mom says, are a blessing from God because they're always a source of calm and relief. He's right, guys. And they, they help me, they help me, they help me relax. He's absolutely right, guys. Well, out and I'm having a really quick busy day. Sometimes it helps to have an animal, whether it's a cat, whether it's a cat, a dog, just to pet or, or to love. It makes a world of difference. I'm sure my wife will say the same thing you're saying right now. And I well, I will agree with it. When you have it makes a world of difference when you have an animal or just something else to give your love to and to just love you. I got home, I was stressed out, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get any of this stuff done, and then as soon as I got in the house, my dogs greeted me, jumped all over me, and it made me feel really happy because I felt that I get to come home. I get to come home to my amazing dogs. Absolutely. And animals, and about love, since we're talking about love, animals have unconditional love. That, that's the truth. That they, is the truth. That's how everyone should be. An animal doesn't judge you. 
It doesn't insult you. It doesn't disagree with you. As long as you show it love and affection, even when you're mean to it, it'll still love you. That's true. That's true. A dog, well, mom always told me that a dog will love you more than it loves itself. There you go. There you go. So, my, my point with that little ramble is if you can, get a dog. Adopt <laughs> an animal because a lot of people don't realize it, but, and I didn't realize it at first, but having an animal is really good therapy wise. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> It's really calming today. You know, I was stressed. I was worried. But then I came home, saw how happy. Saw how happy my animals were to see me. And that was it. All of that stuff just went away. And that was it. That was it. So we're talking about. God does the same thing. Absolutely. When we're talking about patience, though. Patience is waiting on God's perfect timing, even when our personal agenda seems to be failing. This is translated from the word, and I can't pronounce that word. It's a crazy M word. I don't know what it says. I think it's more ma I guess. I don't know how to pronounce it. Which means, I think it's something like that. It's really word spelling. Malcordema. Is that what it is? Pronunciation. Yeah, well, Tom knows it. Wow. <laughs> Patience includes... In controlling our response to circumstances. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, part of that isn't controlling yeah. your response no. to circumstances. Okay? Yeah. Not getting upset, not getting out of control, and also not always expecting things to go your way because everything is not going to go your way all of the time. There you go. And I think with patience, I think a lot of people get turned off by God, and a lot of people get upset because people just expect God to do everything for them and not have and them not having to put in any effort on their part. A lot of people just say, oh, well, you know, since God is good, God is all, God is all loving, God's just going to take care of me and I don't have to do anything. True. True. Very true. And I think that's true. why some people get angry. Yeah. Because people have patience. Okay. So this contrasts with the error Paul gave in verse 20, though. Translated fits of anger. From the related word taimomi, diomi. Scriptures use this term patience to mean an ability to endure hardship or to weather the storm. How many times have you heard somebody say, I'm gonna I gotta weather the storm? A lot, all the time. More times than I can count. I've said it more times than I can count. That's in the family of the patience. Getting through something. God isn't trying to take you around something. He ain't trying to take you over something or under something. He's trying to take you through something. And so you come out stronger for it. Exactly. Okay, so... God does not give you more than you cannot handle. He wants only the best for you. So in the, in, the, in the plant or the fruit of the spirit, there are seeds. These seeds include joy, patience, and there's three more. Third one, kindness. That's one thing you don't lack in, Tom. You are one of the kindest guys I know. 
on this planet left and right. You, you, uh, you have a heart of gold, my friend, and I think that's the reason why me and you are such good friends because we both have that ability to to, to have kindness in our hearts. Yeah, and same with you too. You always accept everyone at face value. You give everyone a benefit of the doubt, you know. And with these uh, discussions and the blue book. You just give a message of nothing but pure love and admiration and affection. You're not, you never try to force anything on anybody that doesn't want it. If they want the word and they want the spirit and they want to, you know, feel the spirit through you or have you even help them get in touch with their spirit, you're all for it. But if they're not with it, hey, you do you, I'll do me. And you've all, you've always been like that when it comes to spreading the word of God and, you know, not being for profit, not trying to get something in exchange for, you know, giving your spiritual love, your, your knowledge and your compassion, you know, you're doing it out of the selflessness and kindness of your heart, which is what God intended, which a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of for profit prosperity preachers, as you often talk about, they do, and I'm sure they're sincere to some extent, but they're mainly doing it to get a donation or to get something from their parishioners or their flock, which is sad. Yeah. But that, again, God gave everyone free will, whether it be a homeless guy on the street to a high preacher. Everybody's got the free will to do what they want. Some people abuse it. Some people, you know, like you, Blue, actually care about people, care about the word, want to spread some good in the world. And there's just two types of people like that. That's the truth. We have to go through life with it, you know? Kindness, made simple, but is always not that easy. The original term, and that's another one of these crazy words, I can't pronounce this thing, Trisotades or something like that. I don't know. It includes concepts of being good and gentle. I always say the thing, Tom, I always try to get the point across of wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Right. That's a, that's a, that, that's a spiritual theological wisdom statement. You're not going to find that in the Bible. That is wisdom. When you go through life, and you realize how people act and react to certain things, you start to understand that concept more. Maybe it's not worded it's quite the same. Maybe it's uh, referred to differently in some people's lives, depending on what you go through. But when uh, my grandmother was bringing me up in the ministry, that was one of her terms she used to say. Remember, wise as serpents, gentle as doves. Pies half the reason why Pentecost Ministries is a big dove. Because right. we're gentle. I am not here to give you hell and damnation. I'm here to give you restoration through love. Right. Okay? Um, like the dove word, D-O-V-E. Decide on victory every day. We that That's what we're doing here. So, in the spirit... We can be kind to anyone. 
even those who are challenging or offensive. Okay, so this is a very hard one for a lot of people too as well, is kindness to people who are mean. How do we not allow people who challenge us, who, for lack of a term, better term, God forgive me, piss us off? Push our buttons. The people that want to push our buttons try to get a rise out of us just because they want to see if they can. Right. Okay. Or maliciousness. Just people who are malicious. Right. They have. They. Make them being malicious. You got to remember one thing. Okay. You remember one thing. People don't hate you. They hate the goodness in you. And people who are coming at you with that negativity, anger, or fits of rage, they don't know your level of authority. They may know you're a believer or not a believer. They may know that part because they may know you to some degree or what you're wearing, they may stereotype you, or whatever the case is. But they generally don't know you. And how you respond to conflict, whether you, I mean, I have avoided it so many times, I'm sure you've avoided it your share of times too. Just, I try to avoid, I try to avoid conflict. If there is no way to avoid conflict, if there's no way to get away from it, what do you do? Well, confront it you have to go through it and right. my, my point is this there's another saying that a ministry I really admire Hogma ministry says save not soft okay I have the Lord in my heart I live spiritual every day I recognize his blessings no matter how small or how big the difference is, is you know you can't cross certain things with me. Right. My authority is God-given. God-given, man-driven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God-given, man-driven. Man-driven. Make sense? Right. Yeah. God-given, man-driven. What's your authority? Everybody out there, beloved, what's your authority? Do you have authority? Everybody has their solid bedrock principles and their foundation that should not be shaken or weighed okay, for anybody. Okay, so let's, let's, let's step into that for a second. Now you brought it up, let's step into that for a second. Okay? Everyone should okay. have a bedrock foundation of their belief or lack of, right? Okay. What? Let's say we're dealing with an atheist, not an agnostic, an atheist who doesn't believe in God at all. Completely cancels out. Don't believe in any type of spiritual right reprise or anything. What is the foundation behind that? This, well, from what I've experienced talking to people who are atheists, it's a it's a distrust. It's a fear of not knowing. It's just rebellion of not wanting to go with the mainstream, such as organized religion. And I think the reason a lot of people are atheists is organized religion, I notice, tends to put a lot of people off. 
Okay. Because they only see it from one angle, the angle that's presented. They don't take the time to stop and have the patience to think. Okay. What okay. Other Hold on. Can it offer me? Okay. For someone who's an atheist, what is their bedrock foundation? A disbelief in a higher. Their power disbelief in a higher power. Their disbelief in a higher power is a foundation. Yeah. Pretty do you, much. Do you know how absurd that sounds? It does. But there are people, again... When you, people when you build a house, you gotta have concrete and pillars to build the foundation. Right. Right. If, yeah, you, have no, if you have no concrete... What, concrete in science? Concrete in evolution? Concrete in what? Have a hollow foundation. Now you can, you, no you, can you can argue Darwin's theory, you can argue scientific method, you can argue all kinds of things that God himself created. Argue to your death. Don't matter. People are like, well, how do you have a foundation in God? Because it isn't me. Right. I don't need to be a theologian to know that. Right. People are like, I want this question, that question, this question, that question, this question, this answered. I can't even answer the questions be all the time because I don't even know. Right. I it live in a faith. It and it doesn't work that way. Any. That's not how God works anyway. It His it understanding isn't like mine. Now, I can only speak on the stories that I know. In the right. life that I've lived. Right. And the experiences you've had so forth. Right. 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 So. Okay. So. In the spirit, we can be kind to anyone, even those who are challenging and offensive. Okay. Another one. Goodness is the ability to do the right thing in every circumstance. Doing the right thing. Right, doing good and just for the sake of good and not expecting anything in return, which is selflessness. There you go. Okay, so the term, and I don't know this word, implies a moral decency. Man, where is moral decency at? Tell me that. Yeah, it's, it's really. Tell me where moral decency about. is. talking about in main in the main fabric of society it's not really prevalent it's more submissive 100% you cannot be a believer without decency right, just be just because it works doesn't mean it's right right human beings can make anything work we're, in, we're we will evolve. Human beings evolve according to their circumstance and environment and culture. We will evolve out of anything you put us in front of, and we will make it work. But that's not what God wants us to do every time. He wants us to have the decency. Right, and and that and that comes into 
and that comes into um, morality as well, which is, again, if you go back to the atheists and everything, a lot of people in science, even, I'm very big in the scientific community, a lot of people, you know, get it, think it's separate, but science and philosophy are pretty much really intertwined. It's It comes down to science as like for example, we broke the genome and we can clone art and, and create artificial humans and human life. Just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. You hit the nail yeah, right on the head. You hit the nail hit right on the head. Doesn't mean we should do it. It comes with all of those moral conundrums. Because we cracked the genome, does does it give us the right does it give us the right to, in a sense, play God? We can resurrect species that went extinct. We can often, manipulate things on a genetic level. Often but imitated, you, never duplicated. Right. You right. can imitate anything, but you cannot duplicate God's creation. You're like, well, what about cloning? What about cloning? That's an imitation. It's not a duplication. Yeah, it's, it's artificial. It's artificially done. Imitation is like um, art, imitation crab, imitation this, that, another, all kinds of imitations. Right. Anything artificial. You cannot duplicate. Where you go get the spirit? Let me know that. Tell me that. All you people out there who believe in, in recreating human life, tell me where you're going to get the spirit. Matter that, of again, is one of those things that we don't completely understand human consciousness soul what is a human soul what is the essence of consciousness those Can things will never be answered we still haven't been able to do that because we don't understand it exactly exactly so this describes someone respectable honorable and righteous okay last one faithfulness is a crucial word Faithfulness, holy cow. It, it ties everything together, as in our last conversation. Your faith is the bedrock of everything you do. How you conduct yourself, your moral compass, how you feel about certain things, even how you interact with people who maybe have a different worldview than you. Faithfulness is a crucial word, frequently translated simply as just faith in the New Testament. This presents a kind of endurance driven by trust. Presents a kindness, endurance driven by trust. In the spirit, Christians can keep going in the right direction even when we don't fully understand what God is doing. Faithfulness. Right. That, that's why. That's why. How many people God, battle that? God is, God is all knowing. Omnipotent, you're not supposed to understand his plan or vision. That's, How many people deal that's with that, though? Mortal comprehension. How many people deal with that, though, Tom? They deal with faithful. Faithfulness is extremely hard for a lot of people. Commitment, dedication, faithfulness. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I feel, I, I feel that because there's so many options. And there's always, of course, when it comes to, you know, like you said, with faith, you know, 
look at look at marriage why people cheat because there's that temptation out there there's also many different options for people a lot of people don't stick to one thing because there's 10 different ways you can do something doesn't make those other ways right but you can still do it that yep. way that's correct that's absolutely there's correct there's multiple options some right some wrong all of them wrong some of them right it, it really goes it really goes by the individual because you can't force someone if to you, embrace something they don't want if you guys, since the beginning of this conversation, this message, have gotten your words out, I got mine right there. Okay? Galatians 5.22, we're going to read it straight out of the Amplified Bible. Now, there's several different versions of the word, obviously. And like Tom always puts out there, there is variations of it. The difference between, well, the reason why we focus a lot on different translations is because, one, I don't know what Bible beloved you you are carrying with you i don't know what bible you have on your phone right. on your computer right. or even in front of you it could be one of several different translations i don't know how many there are but god knows there's plenty i always say this to everyone out there listening to the blue book on our station tv or radio god speaks through the word because it's the holy spirit speaking to you through the word and everyone has a different flavor, okay? Kind of like music. Everyone has a different flavor of music, depending on what you're into, what you understand, what you comprehend. There is no right or wrong when it comes to translation, because the Holy Spirit wrote it. Yes, man put the pen to the paper, but the Holy Spirit wrote this book, okay? It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's why it's called the Holy Bible. Bible meaning books, holy books. Okay, that's right. a trans that, that's a correct translation for the Bible. Holy Bible is holy, Holy Spirit, Bible for books, holy books. Okay, this was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So no matter what translation you have, people are holy, took words out, took books out, it's irrelevant. There's 66 books in this Bible. They all have something to say. They all have a, le a lesson to be learned in them. Okay, this is my Amplified. I live an Amplified life. I believe in an Amplified God and I have an Amplified Spirit. Okay, Galatians 5.22 in the Amplified says this but the fruit of the Holy Spirit the work which his presence within accomplishes the work within you is love joy which is gladness peace patience even a tempter for brands Kindness, goodness, be of violence, which is avoiding it, and faithfulness. That's the that is the look at this look at it this way, guys. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Think of it this way: the fruits of the Spirit is one fruit. It's not a bunch of fruits. It's one fruit. Okay, fruit. The difference between a fruit and a vegetable is a vegetable is a root. Fruit has seeds in it. Okay, that's that's the definition of a real fruit and vegetable. A vegetable is a root. A fruit is a piece of piece of fruit that has that has that has seeds inside. Okay, so the fruit of the spirit inside those are these attributes we just talked about, which are joy, peace, or joy, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Are there more to it? I'm sure there is a bunch more to it. 
the thing is, is you can only expand so much and the Holy Spirit knows how to shut it down. You only can go so far because you would never stop talking about it. There's a lot to, to, there's a lot, every seed of the Holy Spirit fruit has so much to expand on, it's really difficult to even talk about it within an hour. But, people nowadays have a 15 second attention span and they want their way and all kinds of other things. But this is the very easiest way to understand the Holy Spirit or the Spirit fruit of the spirits. When you have that fruit and you are implementing each one of those seeds in your life, that's the fruit of the Spirit. People see that and see the God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit inside you. That's the reflection that you're giving off as you're going out every day. Whatever you're doing. You're showing those attributes. Yes, difficult. Christian life is never meant to be easy. We're not an easy lifestyle. We're not cakewalk. But then again, without him, is it cakewalk? Without it, what are you on? Prescription medications, narcotics, alcohol, addictions, all these things that numb you because you don't have that presence inside you enough to kick it. Okay? I know, I've been there. I've been an addict. I've done things. I know. I've walked on the dark side. Tom and me were doing horrorcore music for a period of time because I was dipping in the darkness because I didn't feel God like I wanted to. Tom knows me on that level more than anybody. My wife literally took me to the side and says, I can't be a part of this. There's too much negativity and darkness to this. I had to make a change in my life. Easter I did. Kind of the reason why Pentecost came alive again in me. Because of all this going on in me. Alright. Point being. God. God is ever-present in my life. Jesus, I know, took my place because I am a fallen creature. I'm a creature of Christ. I fell. It's, whether you know it or not, it's irrelevant. The fact that you take accountability and move forward. Now you don't have to the bottle. Now you don't have to the pills. Now you don't have to slot machine. Now you don't have to in the veins because you have someone there you can talk to all the time that is the main purpose behind Christianity is to get that overjoyed fulfilling that you know what no matter what I'm doing I don't have to I don't have to why because he is there he did something today he did three things today for me that are to most people irrelevant but I seen him do it I felt him do it he gave me a way out and I took the opportunity because I heard him talk to me because my sin and my God do this yes I have sinned Yes, I have broke my code today. Yes, I have done things that are not godly. Yes. And you know for sure I'm going to be saying, God, please forgive me. Man, I had a hard day. Thank you for being there, but forgive me for the things I've done against you. You know, 
make tomorrow brighter. I live day by day. I don't live week by week, month by buck, year by year. I live day by day. Every day has a new challenge. I'm not planning. I'm preparing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm not planning. I'm preparing. Does that make sense, Tom? It does. You always got to be prepared for what lies ahead. You prepare with prayer, confidence, conviction, and victory. You don't know what's ahead of you, but you know who's with you. Yep, and with that presence with you, you can always weather the storm. Tom is 100% correct. One more time, before we go into a different translation. The fruits of the Holy Spirit, the work which is presence within accomplishes love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Very simple, people. Very simple. Let's see what else we got going on here. Okay. So, let's see. Is there anything different in any other translations here? Okay. Um, the only one that's a little different is the New Living Translation. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives. Joy, peace, love, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Not really different, just a different way of saying it. Okay, let's see if I got anything else here. Okay, the, the Holman Christian Standard Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, and faith, not faithfulness. Okay, here's the Darby translation says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and fidelity. Different ways of putting it. Same meaning. Right. Okay. Hebrew the Hebrew names version says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, shalom. Shalom means peace. Okay. Anybody don't know what shalom means? It means peace with you or peacefulness. So, love, joy, shalom, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. The Jubilee Bible 2000 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is charity. Love. Charity. Same idea. Same type of meaning. Different wording. Love. Charity. Joy. Peace. Tolerance. In place of patience. You right. following me on this one? Very good way of putting it. Charity. Joy. Peace. Tolerance. Instead of goodness. Gentleness. Or Kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and faith. So you. They so, all relate to one another. Exactly. They can all they can all be interchanged, or they all build on top of one another. So we're flipping, love for charity, peace for shalom, tolerance for patience, gentleness for kindness, or gentle. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Okay, here we go. The KJV says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Okay, here, here's another one for you. The Message Bible is the longest. This is what it says. 
But what happens when we live God's way, we bring gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Very good example. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, sincerity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in our hearts or in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved with loyal commitments. Now that's pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. That's out of that is literally out of the Message Bible. So before I go further, I'm gonna say this one more time because I want you guys to catch it in your heads, beloved. What happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, and sincerity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved with loyal commitments. Fantastic way of putting it. That's a very nice way of putting it. Although it ties together, it's still a very, very good way of putting it. Kind of like the new Revised Standard Version says, By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity. There's a, there's a generosity now. And faithfulness. Different wording, same idea. Same thing with, uh, same thing with the uh, Donsby Realms Catholic Bible. But the fruit of the Spirit is charity, joy, peace, patience, benignity, or benignity goodness, and longanimity. Total wonderful. Just a great, great way of putting things. Okay, here we go. The White Mouth New Testament says the Spirit, on the other hand, brings a harvest of love, joy, peace, patience towards others, kindness, and be, and be violence, which is the get away from violence. The White Clip Version says, but the fruit of the Spirit is charity, joy, peace, long abiding, benignity, or goodwill, goodness, mildness, and faith. Now, like I've always said, Tom, I go through those versions because I want people to understand the entire landscape of what's going on here. Right. If you read through these versions, you give such a more broader understanding of what fruit of the Spirit really is. And why when you cut that fruit open, you're going to find all these attributes inside it. That fruit should be part of your life. And expanded in your vision and how people see you. Make sense? Yeah. Right. Let's see. So, in closing of this wonderful message today, which is beautiful, those who trust in Christ have been set free, bondage gone. Paul's readers were in danger of wasting their, that freedom by veering off in one of two different directions. One, uh, on one hand, false teachers were, were pressuring them into circumcision in order to be sure of their right with God. On the other hand, freedom can also be squandered on serving only our sinful desires instead of investing it through serving others in love. God's Spirit gives us the power to do what... what God's Spirit gives us the power to do that when we... Let him lead us. Life in the spirit bears powerful and positive fruit in a Christian life. 
We are we we are to be fruitful and multiply. Does that mean always mean kids? No. That means whatever you do, spread the goodness around. That doesn't mean always mean sexual. That can mean what we're doing right here on on live video, on live TV. We are spreading goodness around. We're spreading truth around. We're spreading what matters around. Know what I mean? Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, buddy? Uh, excuse me. Yeah, just spreading. Just spreading a positive message, message of joy, a message of peace and love, and to always have patience with people, even though some of those people will push your patience or really test you. Yep. Have patience, because with patience comes tolerance and with tolerance is acceptance and with acceptance is love and you gotta have those things not necessarily in that order but you have to have those things Tom's absolutely right guys because in order to tolerate someone you have to be patient with them that's right Tom is absolute right guys there's everything he just said has everything to do with what we're talking about there's attributes through the spirit producing good wholesome fruit being doing the right thing not only just what works but the right thing you're accepted right. to be approved people's like yeah. the one one thing people say is what if I was born this way what if this is the way it was from the beginning then you need to be born again you need to let God into your life and let him transform you to what he wants you to be that's why we have parents that's why we're born of, 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 of male and female we have parents to teach us right from wrong in our lives. If that doesn't happen, well, we need to get some God in our lives. Tom, it's been a thrill. It's always a pleasure. Sorry, followers. It was a little hectic getting started. I was trying to get everything in order, get some food, get everything together. But I always love being here. I always love, you know, sending a message with you guys. Of course, with my brother Blue, always trying to bring positivity and a good message. And just, you know, to all you guys watching, you know, be safe. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Try to take everyone at face value. And just be a little more tolerant. Even if you have to work at it little by little. Take it day by day. Build a tolerance to something you may dislike or something that makes you uncomfortable. Dip yourself into it slowly, day by day. And if you do that enough, it won't bother you anymore. You'll get used to it. He's absolutely right, guys. Tom is, Tom is a very, very close friend of mine. I consider him my best friend. Um, Tom's the kind of dude, like he spoke about me earlier, he will always look at the bright side of everything that goes on. Tom may have different viewpoints on beliefs, but together we come together on this show, on this message, because I enjoy having that, his commentary and what he has, to, his reactions and his thoughts on these things. Because I can give you the spiritual version all day, I can talk, I, we can, I can preach all day. But when it comes to him, he has a different viewpoint. 
and that's why we have others on this on on the blue book because I want you guys to see different aspects and different ratios and different ideals behind what I'm speaking because I can tell you what I can give you the lesson that's not a hard thing to do what's a hard thing to do is getting perspectives from different people that right. that actually can be formed to what you're actually thinking or seeing and so, you can still blue also another thing you can still get along you know different views different because no matter what you are agnostic it, it, it doesn't matter what you are whatever side of the fence you're on wherever you're coming from everybody should be nice to one another everybody should tolerate one another and everyone should just love and get along it doesn't matter what you believe you can be an atheist and an agnostic but you don't have to treat each other like crap you know, you can still, if you see someone struggling with a heavy box and you can help, help them out. It doesn't matter what their religion is. If someone has a sign that says Catholic and another person has a sign that says Judaism and you see that Catholic struggling, help them out. You can, you don't have to agree with people to be nice. Yeah, absolutely, you don't have to absolutely have right. The same views to be nice to someone. You help them out, you say thank you. You go about your way, the, your life, they go about theirs. That's right. That's it. Tom, That's everybody can love and get along. You have a good night, man. I love you, brother. Thank you much. You too. Love you as well. Yep. Good night, followers. Good night, guys. We appreciate you watching. However, you're taking it in on the socials, and we love you guys. Be safe out there. God bless you, brother. All right. God bless you too, buddy. Guys, it's been a great message. Once again, in all and every time we do this, if you have prayer requests, comments, questions, definitely hit us up on email, bluebook at gmail.com. We are always open for any prayer requests, any questions, any comments. I uh, check that, so you know we will definitely get back to you. If you want your prayers to be read on our show, on our message, definitely put that in there because I would love to be able to pray for you before we get into our uh, our message. Um, anyhow, however, God bless every single one of you. Thank you so much for joining us, whether it's on our television programming station, here live with us, or even on demand. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. Blue and Tom love you, and for godly love, and appreciate your views in your, in your ears. Remember, there's three pillars to Pentecost. Three pillars. Love, without expectation of love back. Peace, even when everyone is tribulating. And accountability, because accountability is contagious. Fear, respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, Jesus, strong. Fire.